This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 you. Welcome to season two to the greatest podcast on earth, the greatest podcast in the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Welcome. And today we have a special guest, like we always do. He, how can I describe this brother? He is a camping genius. <laughs> he is one of the best or original creators in Oakland. Dabbles in all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? We about to get into all that. Music, arts, painting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he, I mean, he's a dart champion. <laughs> <laughs> Mad darts. <dark, laughs> Black Achilles, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me, big dog. So, uh, for the people who don't know, describe, describe yourself. What type of creator are you? Oh, shit. I'm a rapper. I'm a... I like to, I like to put people in spaces to create together, like to be that bridge between people who wouldn't normally intersect. Uh, uh, so I do that through like creating events or before COVID. That's what I was doing. Just creating a like, creating community. That's mm. my, that's my favorite. Like, so you used to put on events? Yeah. I had, I had two events I was doing. They done now though. I was doing the hip hop trivia mm. uh, and I was doing a um, beat boutique. Just like it's like a producer showcase. Beat boutique. Beat boutique. Okay. Three feature producers. Uh every producer play five beats and then it's a room full of like vocalists, rappers, whatever, singers. They pick the beat they want to write to. Um, we set the clock for twenty five minutes and then when the time is up, we open the mic up for everybody else to just share what they was writing in that twenty five minutes. So it's kinda like a Mm. pressured like writing sessions. That's a good idea. How did you come up with that? The weed be letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, my boy uh, Aaron, he had a, a event space, and we was talking about doing something. And he he threw a cipher out there. Uh, he like we could just have a cipher. I'm like, yeah, we could have a cipher, but a cipher is kind of like they everywhere. Mm. And it's kind of like a negative, like and ciphers. Half of them niggas, it's a negative connotation. Can't even rap. Basically. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not really like if you're not a rapper, if you ain't a rap nigga, then a cipher is like lame. Yeah. Like why you want to go there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a place to go and practice and like network, but it ain't really entertaining like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, how can we take the concept of a cipher and just make it a cipher, a different kind of cipher? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just reinvent it. Yeah. Like it's still a cipher. Uh huh. It's just like a writing cipher. Uh huh. Like Spichel written. When that was, when that's usually like <clears throat> forbidden, like people want to freestyle. 
in the mm. traditional cipher. So that's where it came from. Just he had the space and I'm like, all right, let's think of something to just bring everybody together because I know hella artists. So I'm like, all right, let's just mash him up. What space was it at? It was um it's the spot I think that I, I think it used to be Good Mother on 13th down there, across mm. from the um Tribune. Oh, downtown? Yep. Okay. One of them little like gallery spots down there. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he just had it for a little bit. You know Aaron? I know a lot of niggas by face, but not by names, you know. So I, pr- I mean, I probably do know that motherfucker. But uh, how long you guys been doing? How long were you guys doing that before it stopped? It was like in our second year mm. of doing it. Mm. Hip hop trivia. I was in my shit third third year. Uh-huh. I still do it though um, on Zoom virtually. But as far as doing it in, in the space, it's, you know, it's a wrap. And the space you were doing it at was uh, Starline? Yep. Okay. In the little side room over there. How did you uh, connect with Starline? Through the homie Al. You know, Al. You're like, I, pro- I mean, I probably do. One of the, Starline is my, sh- that's my spot. He's one, like, one of the only like black male bartenders there. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, red beanie, kind of light skin. Ricky. Tattoo, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that nigga. Yeah. I had a, I know him through his cousin. Uh, and then when they opened that bar, we just was like, it was lit. But I know his cousin from me and my girl, we used to throw at house parties mm. at, this, at this house by the lake off of Leicester Street. So there's like extensions of networks of, yeah, yeah. Just like Oakland. Yeah, Starline is, uh, I think Starline is like the best. Venue in Oakland, man. Rest in peace. Let's cheers to that. It's, it's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. It was an era. Though. I was thinking about it. I mean, it can't be a rap. They, they's done, it was the, it's no, done. they got to open up when the shit opened up. Mm-mm. They're done. Done. Cheers. No, I don't believe that. It's done. Bro. <laughs> what you mean? It, what do you mean? It's done, nigga. I can't drink to that. <laughs> it's over, bro. So it's closed for good. Yeah. So when it was, say like two months from now or next month they say bars can open, Starline was not gonna open. Mm-mm. Wow. Damn. So rap. I said that I had the same moment though. I was like, I thought about all the fun I had up in there. Man, I used to go there every <laughs> single fucking Friday. <laughs> like lit, super lit in there. But so they they lost this. They they, they lost. They went out of business because of COVID. Yeah. They couldn't like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the details of it, but I know that it's, it's, it's done from the people that I know that was involved. Wow, that's crazy. Damn, little Mister. Yeah, it was a fuck. But yeah. that, but the crazy part is that when we went camping, and Ron told me he was like, I invited my homie and this girl won't do what, 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 and then he was like, you probably know the nigga. And he showed mm-hmm. me the picture. I was like. I don't know him, but I definitely seen him before in Starline a few times. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh yeah, I was a Starline legend. One man. of them faces, bro. Like you know how the town's small too. Though. It was like, yeah, it was like uh-huh. we had brief interactions, but we never really had a formal like. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, <clears throat> are you from originally from Oakland? Born and raised. Yep. Okay. Okay. Born in Berkeley. Raised in Oakland, from North Oakland, lived all over Oakland. Mm. The high school in San Leandro. Mm. 
And I'm I'm assuming Oakland is not the same as it was when you were growing up, right? Of course not. Do you think it's changed for the better or do you think it changed for the worse? <clears throat> Man, I think And it's, don't don't bite your tongue, nigga. If you I if think, you like I fuck think, Oakland think, is whack cuz all these white niggas is moving in, just say that shit. I mean, I ain't going to say that, but it's less <laughs> it's less black people uh makes it whacker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You think it's losing its culture? It was, it was definitely like I remember when people was like scared to come to Oakland, mm-hmm. like, and that shit used to bother me. Mm-hmm. But like now, what shit still had that appeal? Yeah, you feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> like shit, where we at right now? West Oakland <laughs> niggas would never, niggas wouldn't dare to well, come in this neighborhood. I'm from Oakland, like, <laughs> after dark in West Oakland was like a no no. Mm, now you see, now you see people jogging and shit. Yeah, like it was like whistling. Yeah, when was so, the last time you see a nigga whistling, a, a nigga walking down the street <laughs> just whistling for no reason? So yeah, shit changed. Well, yeah, it was way more. You know, <clears throat> it was more drugs. You feel mm-hmm. me? I, I came up in the in the crack era, post yeah. crack. You feel uh, me? Like, what year did you graduate? Two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. Yep. From where? From San Leandro. San Leandro High School. Mm-hmm. Okay. You play sports for them? Mm-hmm. Football? You know it. Football, track. Was you a star? Um, <coughs> in football, in football I was. Yeah? And track only ran for, I just ran because my niggas was running track. They like, mm. come run track. Mm-hmm. I just only ran for like a year. But in football, yeah. Like our... My class of players was like, before we got there, the school was was trash. Uh-huh. You feel me? And then it was just a whole bunch of young dudes that came in and like a crop of talent that turned over the program. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And we started winning games. Mm-hmm. So, did you have any? Uh, was anyone famous on your team that made it to like the league? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, my homie Marvio Underwood. He wasn't like a star in the league, but he played. But he made it to the NFL. Yep. Oh, shit. And then a few under a few of the classes after us, like the underclassmen. Uh-huh. So like Dennis Dixon, you know him? Dennis Dixon? Played quarterback for Oregon. No, I don't know him. Dennis Football's Dixon. not really I don't really football. follow football. Yeah, like Dennis that. Dixon. The class after us was more like primed and ripe with like talent mm. than we was. We were just kind of like the blue collar. Mm-hmm get it done like you know yeah, yeah. The, the come up team the transition team mm. into the like dynasty after i left they was just running the table it was like it was that team yeah so when you graduated high school <clears throat> well first of all did you go to your prom your senior prom nigga <clears throat> yep did your white suit Oh, you had, the, you had the LeBron, you had the LeBron draft. I had a cane. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the chick you took to the prom? Yeah, it was my girlfriend at the time, Joanna. Joanna, Joanna, what? Joanna Sizemore. Joanna Sizemore. Joanna Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> was this a black chick? Yeah, she black. She still she around? Real, she real light skinned but she black. Yeah, she around. You I still talk to her? her? I bump into her every here and there, but we not. Is like she her. fat? She fat now, ain't she? Nope. All bitches from high school, nigga. When no, they were, all the bad girls from high school she's are usually cool. fat right no, now. She not. No, she she's still bad. She looked good for her age. Oh. 
Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, did she, you? She's not, she not one of the people that like. Oh, they look hella different. Yeah. I mean, like, All the bad girls from high school that out that that were bad in my high school back then are fat as shit now. Got shit ton of kids. I'm like, was God, they God. bad because they was super thick in high school? They was bad because they was sexy as fuck. Thick. Like they had a like, grown woman body in high school. Yes, you, you know the girls who who are in high school, but they date all the grown ass men. Those girls, we know that story. Yeah, but now they all fat, the got kids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> them old niggas, man. Them motherfuckers. He, was, he could drive though. He had a car. Yeah, well, the cars. If you had a car back in the day, he pulled up to the school. I was like, ooh. I remember when I stole. I stole my mom's car just to floss. And dr- I drove around the block. Nigga thought I was like the shit. But yeah, cars was. That's a whole different like level of like tier to like freedom of like mm-hmm. a rite of passage. I feel like getting a bike is one of them. Mm-hmm. Like when you first get your bike, you're like, all right, I'm kind of mobile. Yeah, yeah. I can ride over here to the homie spot. I can go over. You feel me? You got a little freedoms <laughs> that you that you didn't really experience before. Yeah. I mean, you get the bike, you get the car. What's next? You need an airplane. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you smash prom night? Uh, yep. Nice, nice. Yep. I, I I was able to talk my parents into like. They let you stay out all night. Yep. We got a hotel room. Oh shit. Yeah, That's we got cool. a hotel room, and like the next day went to Great America. You know Great America? Yeah, yeah. Out there, we got a hotel room out there, out the way somewhere, and then. Oh yeah, y'all was doing it big then. Yeah. I didn't okay. think they was gonna let me, but they actually did. Yeah. I, I wish I smashed my prom night. I was, I was, like literally undressing a chick, and then my niggas busted through the door. And it was all bad because we had one hotel room for all of us, and then everybody left and went to the store, and then me and her stayed back. And I'm like, yeah, we gonna stay back, and then as soon as they left, you know what I'm saying, you know. A lot of kissing and hugging and shit on the bed, dry humping. And this bitch had a fucking, she had one of those like 1920 dresses where you had to take, <laughs> where you had to a take like, yeah, it. you had to take a whole bunch of shit off, you know what I'm saying, to get to the skin. And I'm like, I'm trying to undress, the, I'm trying to undress her, like I'm taking this off, I'm taking this off. And the next thing you know, I'm like on the verge of getting her completely naked. And then next thing you know, these niggas come back. I was mad as shit. She had that uh she had that Queen Elizabeth corset on. She had something, nigga. 181 buttons on it. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck you got all this shit on? It's complicated ass dress. But anyway. <coughs> but so after high school, <clears throat> where did your life take you after high school? After high school, I went to San Jose State. I got a scholarship. I got a full scholarship for football. Do you uh do you know a nigga named Monte? Monte. Big buff ass nigga. Cox, Jamonte Cox, yeah, yeah that's yeah, my, that's yeah. like my cousin. You know him? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, yeah. man, that's yeah. like I grew, I grew up, I basically grew up with that nigga. Okay, yeah, Monte, I fuck with Monte. That was my guy, bro. He was a, a couple years younger than me, but word, I, that's crazy. I rock with his energy though, as a player, as a teammate, and as a person. Yeah, he played baseball and uh and football. Yeah. He was uh yeah, Jamonte Cox. Shout out to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was my guy, bro. He was like 
once once he made the once he got on the travel squad, he was like my roommate in my on the when we uh, travel. So. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga's crazy. He's all <laughs> he's all about pimping and shit. That nigga, we used to be in the room slapping hella uh, Jacka. Uh-huh. You feel me playing hella Bay music? It was like, like <laughs> I remember one time. I remember one time he made a play though. He made a play and it was like a big play in the game. And he hopped up. He was like, "Man, I'm from Richmond." Like, like, like after after he made the play, I was like, "I'm like, bro, that's the hardest shit." Yeah, like he didn't talk shit to the player or nothing. He was like, "Man, I'm from Richmond. I'm supposed to make this play." Uh, yeah, man, that nigga got some. We got some stories. I ain't seen him in a minute, bro. That was my that nigga guy. just called me last night. He got a he got a whole moving uh moving company. He lives in uh damn where the fuck he lives. He lives out there by like Sacramento and shit. And they got kids. He's a family man now. Shout out to Monte, nigga. Tight. That's so how long were you at uh, San Jose State? I was there for, I played uh, four years. You graduated from there? Yep. Like in uh, 05. What'd you study? Film. Film? Okay. Yeah, broadcast communication. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I ain't even using that. I no? I ain't working in that. <laughs> I mean, right now, I guess. Shit, I don't. <laughs> how come you're not using it? Huh? How come you're not using it? Uh, I mean, once it, when I was done with school, it was kind of like it just really wasn't like the it wasn't the, the market for it. It was like mm. the recession. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. It just. Do you feel like you wasted uh, all that time and money uh, studying something that you're not even using now because it wasn't your passion? I feel like I feel like school in general is just a. It's not for everybody, and it's just it's just one path. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like everybody path different. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. So it, it hit differently. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But yeah, it was. Okay. You know, I'm not using it. You feel me? Like not in at all. What did you? Uh... Like I work in I work in the cannabis industry now. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into that. So after you uh after you finished school, you know what I'm saying? After you finished school, did you uh where did you go from there? Oh wait, wait a minute. Don't answer that question. When you did you was San Jose State the, the only uh school you applied to and got into? Or were you like Nah, I got into uh Boise State. Damn. I got into... Boise is known for football. How come you didn't go there? This was like right when they was they was still kind of on the upswing, too. They was like... Because no I remember them motherfuckers. Every before, year, they was like undefeated. It was before they was like super raw. And then they got that raw-ass field. Yeah. Yeah. That blue field. I and you was that. a nigga, too. In I Boise, Idaho, all them white bitches would have been on you. You feel me? Like, I took a trip. <laughs> Feel me? I took a trip. I got, I got, I got accepted and offered by a handful of schools. Yeah, I just went to San Jose State because I wanted my family to be able to come to the game. Uh, you did the Marshawn Lynch. You feel me? I'm like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. my grandfather had just died. I'm like, fuck it. And then, then my fam, my fam could lightweight get the college experience when yeah. the shit popping on campus on the weekend. I'll just invite all my cousins and shit. You feel yeah. me? Like. Have niggas pull up because <clears throat> it's right there. But yeah, Boise, I'd be thinking about that though. Like, damn, if I went to Boise, though. Yeah, that'd have been. 
a whole different life. That would have been crazy. A whole different life for sure. You probably would have like, been in the NFL. So after 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 college, you went where? What did you do? After college, I stayed in San Jose for a few years, just living and working out there, doing photography. So I was kind of working in my in my in my major. You were just I was, doing freelance. I was, I was I was a photo miner. I was working in the studio. Okay. And then it was just kind of like I moved back to Oakland, but was still working in San Jose. Mm-hmm. At the photo studio, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to keep doing that commute because I'm like, eh. so I just moved back to uh, quit that job, stop commuting there, and then my I, what happened was I tore. I after I moved back to, after I stopped working in San Jose and was back in Oakland, I tore my Achilles playing pickup basketball. Mm. That's what happened to me. It's always in football, niggas who always try to hoop. <laughs> you need to stay in your lane. You know what I'm saying, because <laughs> once you get on that hoop court, it's a difference. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely different, bro. And it's that's how I got the name. That's where the name came from. From tearing your Achilles, yeah. black Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was you the first black nigga to tear his Achilles? What the fuck? Why would you name yourself after that, nigga? Like, you the first one. <laughs> nah. So, what happened was, I, I had a song. So, uh-huh. when I tore my shit, I don't just, like, I started writing music. I had some beats. My cousin threw me some beats. Did you start writing music because you were just, like, sitting in the house trying to, like, get, okay, exactly. trying to heal and shit? Okay. Exactly. No time. I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And just only my thoughts to sit with on my crutches. I start writing to the BSR. I start writing specifically about that incident. But. So you weren't writing before. You were. You never wrote before this happened. Yeah, I wrote before that, but okay. like, like raps or like poetry or some shit. Yeah, raps. Okay. Yeah, I wrote raps before that. I wrote. I wrote songs before that. Uh, that was just. I had a batch of beats. I was writing to those batch of beats, mm-hmm. and I specifically wanted to write about tearing my shit after. You know, being an athlete my whole life, never really having it, like my mobility yeah. taken away from me like that. So I was like, damn, I took this shit for granted. Yeah. You feel me? <clears throat> so I write the song, write a few other songs. And then I got a, like a little, I got like an EP, a body of work, but I don't have an artist name. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I don't even know what to call myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just call myself Black Achilles. You feel me? And as a play on words. You feel me? Nobody ever have to know that unless I tell them the backstory. You feel me? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so it got double meaning. That's crazy because when uh, when I heard the name, I'm thinking, oh, this is some like some Black Power, like some <laughs> Africa shit, and it has like a special like like uh, like Rastafari meaning or something. <laughs> <laughs> but this nigga, is, it, I come to find out, ruined my shit. Oh, this nigga got a name just because he tore his Achilles. <laughs> I mean, it still got that ring to it, right? So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it does sound powerful." But right. you know, after you explain it, you're like, "Yeah, this nigga." All right. So when did uh, you started rapping and shit? You know what I'm saying, when was the fr- what was the first song that you like made and like put out to the world? The first song that I made and put out. I mean, fuck. I was in a group. 
I was in a group called the Three Headed Monster with my two other homies, mm. and that was like, it was kind of like, it was like real Beastie Boy type energy, yeah, like kind of hyphy Beastie Boy type of. Okay, so we put music out, but it didn't really, you know, like in the streaming era or in, in the, the project that I did. What year? What year was this? That was 2016. Okay. The Black Achilles that I put out from that. Uh-huh. So that was like my first music as Black Achilles. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was in a group with my cousin that the music never came out because the computer dry, the computer crashed with the hard drive and it just, mm. just never came out. It was just like some practice. Okay. It was like, good practice, nigga. <laughs> all them songs gone. <laughs> Damn. So you lost all that shit? I lost the whole album, but it kind of just like I was hot at first, but then I'm just like it just kind of taught me like just release that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like instead of sitting on it for so long, yeah. Like let it go. Okay. But yeah, my first shit as Black Achilles is 2016. How did you link up with the with the two with the the dudes you were making music with that group? How did y'all link up? What Grand National? That little Beastie Boys group you was talking oh, about. Oh, no, those was my childhood homies. Oh, okay. Those are my childhood homies. And then the producers for the Black Achilles is my cousins. I got two cousins that rap and make beats. They dope as fuck. Shout mm. out Kilo G. Shout out Token. Mm. They, they raw. They're just out the way. They live way in Modesto. Uh-huh. Have you ever worked with anyone? I mean, fame is like some bullshit to me, but to you have you ever worked with anyone that's that you consider like big nah i mean somebody famous have you ever like worked with the jacka or like mr fab or anybody like that nah i mean eric the jerk that's about it eric the jerk i mean that nigga's kind of big isn't he out here yeah i mean he's he respected for sure i wouldn't call him famous though yeah I mean, well, yeah, he's not really known around the whole United States, but I don't think any like real Bay Area rapper is, except for like E Forty or somebody. It's like real pocket. It's like a real like pocket yeah pocket of talent. Yeah, every 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 artist that I talk to from the Bay Area, I always say like, I always tell them, I mean, you need to create a sound that will reach the masses, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of Bay Area, they only want to cater to Bay Area. It's a niche. Yeah. And you got niggas like G-Eazy who is known everywhere because he has like a different type of sound or something. like. I mean, he got the bass sound though. I mean, I don't think so. I think he's just like a rapper, but then he'll try to throw in, he'll try to throw in like the yee. (laughs) He'll try to say that shit at the end of his verse just to be like, oh. Bay Area, don't forget about me. I'm here. <laughs> Just because he says ye, like, oh yeah, who's your rapping? No, that, mean, thing. No, it's that, that nigga's trying to sound like he's from like a, Chicago a, or something. But then he'll he'll say ye at the end of the at the end of his verse, so he can cater to the Bay Area. Just because he it. says ye, no, nigga, get out of here! Exclamation mark! Yeah, I, I mean when he he's uh when he came out, I, I had never heard of him. I'm like. Yeah, how you from Oakland? I never heard of. Him, I mean, the nigga's from Berkeley, isn't it? I don't know. 
But he got a couple slaps I like though. I ain't yeah, gonna, yeah. I ain't gonna front on him. I mean, I, I mean, he's cool. I he mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to a whole album of his, but on a feature he can get it in. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So, um, is music your first passion? Um, nah, I say no. What's your first passion? Um, when I was young, I really wanted to be a cartoonist, bro. I know that sounds hella weird, but I wanted to be yeah. like Walt Disney type, uh, somebody that draw cartoons and come up come up with characters. Yeah, like, that's the kind of shit I was into. So I'm assuming you can draw really good. I'm okay. You feel me? I don't really do that now. Like mm-hmm. I think I think drawing is just like a different language. You feel me? So, so I can get a point across through a symbol and drawing. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say I was a good draw. I could draw good. Yeah, okay. I'm all right. But back in the day, <clears throat> I won this I won this drawing contest though for I forget some some of this gallery in Oakland. And it was like uh you had to create this character, but and in the winning of the contest, we got to go watch The Lion King like a, a like a raw run of that shit the cartoon lion king the cartoon the lion king like before it came out and meet all the artists and shit it was dope as fuck like, all the people were doing the voices not the the artist who drew it oh the artist who drew the people it. who okay. like all right i made this character i drew scar yeah this is my design mm-hmm. like we got to chop it up with them talk to them it was dope at the grand lake theater yeah <clears throat> it was dope as fuck they did and that they, at the grand lake theater mm-hmm. and the dude the dude who made scar the dude who made Scar and Jasmine is a black dude. I'm uh-huh. like, damn, this is tight, bro. It was raw. Like he he was tight as fuck. All of them was like, and it was just like. So the dude who drew Scar was black. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. You know because if you Disney, I know I know you heard the fucking the stories about these old cartoons pocahontas mm. lion mm. king little mermaid like the old school because every year disney used to come out with a movie right. a cartoon movie every single year and back in the day i mean we we didn't we didn't really think about it back then but now there i read an article i mean it wasn't recently but uh, there's an article that's out that disney that investigated all of these cartoons right and these cartoonists these niggas will be racist and they will have they will they will draw like secret meaning like Little Mermaid, for example. Of course. There's the 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 crab in the with the Jamaican voice with the big ass lip and he was like stupid and goofy. Okay. That was on some racist shit. Yeah. And fucking uh the Lion King, like these lions, and they had like white features and then <laughs> and then Scar. The hair. The hyenas were dumb as fuck, but they were the black they had black voices Whoopi. and they were they were uh they were they were drawn like the psychology behind it that black like, way that and then like you have girl. scar you gotta forward, forward me that yeah so like uh scar there's uh, it makes sense because scar was drawn by a black dude and then fucking but he didn't have any black characteristics so i'm, I'm pretty sure i think it was scar yeah it was, they, it was like a handful of them, and they did more than one. Mm. So, like, one one dude would be like, I did Scar, and I did the bird, and I forget the, what the bird name was. And then I did this other. It was just like a handful of people that had created all of it. Yeah. So, And then that monkey in Lion King. 
The baboon. Yeah, the baboon. That, that, that shit was so racist. He was black. Yeah, he was I mean, uh, these cartoons been propaganda, bro. Hell yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, Walt Disney is like someone from... From day one, the other ones, too. The uh, Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Like, all oh, the, the old-ass, like, Sambos uh-huh. and, the, and, the, and the Bugs Bunny cartoons and shit. Uh-huh. Like... Yeah, I mean, fuck, yeah. When I was young, my cartoon was Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Darkwing Duck, the Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Tailspin. Uh, that's what I used to watch because I didn't have cable growing up. So that, those are the only cartoons. Pinky and the Brain. Those shits used to come on right after school. I used to go home and watch yeah. them shits on, on local television. It was, it, was, it was life lessons in Pinky and the Brain. Hell it's yeah. Like, them. All it takes is one idiot to fuck your plan up. Yeah, that's why. That's why you always do. That's why you always do dirt alone, nigga. Always do dirt by yourself because you don't got to worry about a nigga fucking he would up. Always get so close to like, you got it. Mm-hmm. He was like the anti-hero. You was rooting for him. Hell yeah. Like, and then you already knew Doofus was gonna come and fuck yeah, it up. Yeah. Pinky, Pinky in the brain taught you about snitching, nigga. At a, at a, at a, at a, at a young, at a young age, <laughs> taught you about taught you life, life hood lessons, nigga. Do dirt by yourself and snitching. Simple hood lessons. Watching Piggy in the brain. All right, so your 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 first passion is 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 uh drawing and cartooning. Yep. Um explain to me how did you come about uh hip hop, like rapping and shit. Like I was always rapping. <clears throat> Just, I I mean I understand how you said like you were hurt and you you started jogging. I was down. always doing it though. Like mm-hmm. I was always like right to a beat, throw on some Dilla or something, or throw on. I like I was, it was just something I was always doing because mm-hmm. I like to play with words and shit. Were your friends like pushing you toward uh, like making music? Nah, I mean the homies that I was doing music was to pushing to collaborate. Yeah, but. Yeah, in high school, yeah, we had a homie. His 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 pops had a studio. Mm-hmm. We would record some stuff, but nobody around me was really like, "Yeah, you should mm-hmm. rap." But my my family was doing it. Like my cousins, the ones that made the beat. Yeah, my uncle and my auntie. They both she sing. He rapped back in the day. He came up in the nineties. He was like uh, came up with Pooh Man. Uh, give me some like some 90s early 90s my gangster rap shit mm. and he had his own label so i was just always go over there when i wanted to like fuck around on the beat like let me spit this i wrote this and i would just pull up like mixtape style and just yeah. rap on somebody else beat they were just like you should do music you feel me they wasn't really like encouraging me they was like that's tight you should do music like mm-hmm. so I, I would just always casually just doing it just because i was in the space you feel me like and my cousins had fire beats we would just fuck around the studio but mm. it was never really like a push from nobody to be like yeah you should do this mm. like so uh just cannabis what so what do you do now i work for a company uh purple city genetics it's purple like city seeds. genetics it's like weed genetics seeds and uh clones so what do you do exactly for them? Uh, kind of like a little bit of everything. You just test uh, test the product, nigga. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> product tester. Nah. 
<laughs> Do you deliver the shit? Even though that weed that that the weed that I smoke, my coworker grew that. Yo, I mean, but, I don't uh, smoke, but you've been smoking in here, and I it got it. Kind of got I got contact. So it was, it was some hash in there. Oh shit! But oh, yeah. I've been with them since the beginning, and mm. so just kind of like doing whatever. Mm. Like now, I mostly just cut clones, plant, just kind of do whatever it need to be done. Yeah, but mostly my job is to cut clones off a of mom plant. I don't know if you know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about that. <laughs> it's like the weed uh, industry. So you 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 if like a, if it's if it's a if it's a weed plant, a female plant, mm. right? Female plants are the ones that make the buds, mm. right? So if it's a female plant and that's still in veg and that's before it flowers, start making buds, mm. you can cut a piece of it off. Okay. And plant it. They call that a clone. Yeah. So you can make a baby from, you can grow another plant. Damn. From cutting it off the branch. Yeah, weed is, that shit is complicated. It's, it's like some science, scientific It's definitely shit. science, bro. So, and I learn shit every day still. Like, wow. Where are they based out of? Okay. Tell the name of the company again. You want to give a shout out to them? Shout out Purple City Genetics. Purple City Genetics. Yeah. If you went, if you went cannabis, you, it, the name speak for itself. You know what's up. Do they have edibles? Nah, it's like, so we don't make, we cultivate genetics. We don't make product. So mm. like, if you're a farmer and you need plants to grow, then you buy our seeds or you buy our clones. Uh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, yeah. we not, we're not a dispensary. Mm-hmm. We don't make product. Okay. Is weed the only, uh, drug? I mean, I don't really consider weed a drug. <clears throat> But is that the only thing you dabble in? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to answer this, you don't got to answer. Nah, it. But I mean, what, what, uh, what else do you dabble in? I like psychedelics. Mm. I like uh, mushrooms. Mm. Um, Why do you like those? Mushrooms? Like psychedelics. Uh, just because they just, uh, they just open you up in a different way. Relax you in a different way, you know, get you to see outside yourself in certain ways. Do you think psychedelics uh, makes you, I mean, opens your mind to artistry? Yeah, of course. Like it makes you more creative? I don't know if it makes you more creative. Because if you think about it, if you think about all like the geniuses in music, it's a all of them niggas had drug problems. All of them. It de- it's definitely a like, cause it change it alter your perspective, right? Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give I'm gonna give an example like a, a recent Every, example. Missy Elliott, right? Missy Elliott, when she first came out, mm-hmm. this bitch was smoking, doing coke and all types of shit. And then if you listen to her first album, he how that's some like she she wrote that because she said she was high as fuck. <laughs> she said that she was like I was high as fuck and I came up with he 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 how. Nigga, and that was a classic. And then she, <laughs> and then a few albums later, she said she stopped doing drugs, and her music totally changed. Like she, I don't That's know. That's a good example. You know who else that happened for? Eminem too. Yeah, Eminem. The Weeknd is another example. Like, when The Weeknd, if you listen to his first mixtapes, like sober, The House of Balloons, he said he used to get high off coke you and then f- go to the studio and watch porn and then write music. You could high tell. off coke and watching porn. You could tell. 
and that music was dope as fuck. It was dark. It was like nice. And then when he stopped doing drugs, he can't. He started to go pop. So I do believe artists. You should. I I don't condone drugs, but if I was an artist, a musical artist, I would be. Yo, I'll be doing all types of drugs, nigga, because that makes a, the music better. It opens think, your mind I, up I to crazy a, shit. Like, for me, when I'm writing stuff, like, first I want to say, like, who do you think is dope that's sober? Nobody, nigga. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody is dope is sober. Okay. All right. Because I don't know, I can't. I mean, maybe it is. I, just I mean, I, ask yourself that. Like, who do you think is dope that is sober? I can't think of nobody. Bro. Exactly. Right. And if you look at who do who do you who do you think is like the greatest artists of all time? Don't matter what genre of music. Who do you think is the greatest artist of all time? Somebody like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, the greatest artist of all time. I don't know who you gonna say. I'm, I'm, I'm Michael Jackson. Michael probably. Jackson. That nigga had a problem with pills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You think Stevie Wonder? He probably smoked weed. I mean, Stevie Wonder does something, but I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that nigga is the greatest artist I mean, of all time. I mean, I don't I mean, Mike is not I can't you can't argue with yeah. either one of them for me. Yeah. James Brown. I'm gonna think somebody James like, Brown that nigga was probably that on, nigga was are, an alcoholic. We already know. He we came are. out with a song saying please. <laughs> and that's all he said. And it's a 4-hour song. Please, please, please. That was the only lyric Nigga in this song. You gotta be high as shit to come out with a four hour song. Not a four hour four minute song, nigga. The only thing you say is please. Have you heard that song? Of course. Please, 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 please for four hours, nigga. And that song was dope as fuck. But the way he said please for four minutes. Prince. Prince, that nigga was on drugs. He did the sober shit too. Like where he was. Kurt Cobain, that nigga was a genius and he was on drugs. But his, I mean, his career cut short. For me, it's like the weed. Yeah, okay, whatever. Like the weed, I'm writing whatever you want. But when I'm on shrooms, I can't write shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could like have an experience and articulate that feeling through the music, but I'm not gonna be able to sit down and like actually write nothing. What is what? How shrooms make you feel? Like put you to sleep or something? Nah, it's up. It's like if you never took it before, I I, I could compare it to like it's kind of like weed as far as the like it's like up weed. It's like if you took an edible, but it woke you up instead of made you sleepy. Mm. Like that's what shrooms feel like. To I me. took shrooms once. <clears throat> Like, and yeah. I didn't feel shit. They, uh, it was like it was ground. It was like grinded up, and then they sprinkled it on some like a watermelon, and then I ate the watermelon with the shroom with the mushroom. It was just a little bit though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I mean, take, I mean, I never done it before, so I was like, don't eight. give me a, a whole bunch. But I you didn't feel, I didn't feel shit. You gotta like take a lot of it. Mm. Take take an eighth, like, okay. and then you can feel it, and then you can do the micro, but. Uh. I don't be, yeah, I mean, I, I, of course it make you more creative because it's just, it's just altering your perspective on shit, right? Like, yeah. But doing, being high when you're trying to record some shit, that's like, I don't really fuck with that. I don't really even like to drink mm. when I'm recording a vocal because I get to slurring my shit. You feel yeah. Me? Fucking lines up and shit. Yeah. Like I could smoke, but drinking. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't want to be on shrooms and recording a vocal. Acid, I fuck with acid too. Okay. I fuck with uh 
Amali. Mm. Um, yeah, mostly psychedelics, though. Okay. Like weed, shrooms, acid. Do you used to go to uh, like a whole bunch of music festivals and shit? Uh, I mean, I went to Outside Lands like, a couple times. Like, I went, I never been to like Coachella or Burning Man. Mm-hmm. You been to Burning Man? Burning Man, no. Never, <laughs> never I want to go. Like, I had a, uh, I interviewed this chick and she invited me to Burning Man. She said the shit was crazy. I mean, all the stories I hear about Burning Man are crazy, but I was supposed to go, but then this COVID shit happened. Damn, they didn't have it this year, huh? No. Damn. I want, I used to always like, First off, I didn't know what Burning Man was until I was in my twenties. So I'm like, damn, this some, this isn't like some white shit. Yeah, you feel me? Like I didn't know about it, and then I met a few people that kept that kind of like told me about it around the same time. So I started hearing about it, mm. and every every time I'm like, is it black people there? Everybody like, nah, not really. Like a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a little bit, not really, a little bit, not really. So I was just like, I don't know. I when you go, who I, gives a fuck about black people? You're high all the time. Man. I know, but like, still, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why. That's the paranoia, that, that black paranoia. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be high around some some people that look like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel that. I, feel that. I don't know. You feel me? Like, I don't really know how, like, if anybody else feel like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I looked up this shit. You should watch it though. It's about this it's about black people. It's 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 all interviews with black people at Burning Man. It's dope. Mm-hmm. And it's asking them about their experience there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they were like the majority of the people were saying, like, this is the only time I don't really I don't feel like people see my race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like People just embrace you, and boom, it was dope. Like, like they perspective on it. I'm thinking they're gonna be like, ah, it's weird. I don't know what. what, what. They're like, yeah. this, this is really the only time I feel like people just accept me for who I am. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, it was dope. It was a little YouTube documentary, Black and Burning Man. Yeah, I gotta watch that. It was dope. It's like a little, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minute. We're gonna take a. We're gonna pause this. We're gonna take a little. I gotta take a pee break real quick. We're gonna pause this real quick. I'm gonna run to the bathroom. Can't we still up. we still recording though, but you know what I'm saying whatever you say is still recording. <laughs> but we're gonna take a little pee break. <laughs> That's that interrogation trick. The police do that. They leave you and they leave the mic. They leave the mic hot.
shit. Are we back? Sorry for the. Sorry for the delay, but you know what I'm saying? One thing about this podcast is as soon as I push play or record, that's what y'all niggas is get. We live. No edits, baby. No edits at all. When I push start, and then when I push stop, whatever happens between, that's what the people get. And sometimes I got to piss, and you might hear silence, but... You just got to learn how to use that forward skip button on the podcast app. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when the commercial come on, tip, 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 exactly. we're back. So we left off at uh, Burning Man you know, and psychedelics. Do you remember the first time you took a psychedelic? Are we counting weed? No, I'm not counting weed. Because uh, I don't really consider weed, even though I don't smoke. I mean, I, weed is like, niggas do that never, for like health reasons and shit. I never. You never took enough edibles to like. I mean, I took an edible. You never been like, oh, no. Honestly, the crazy thing, uh, like I've tried edibles, I've done edibles um, probably like five times in my whole life, and none of them made me feel different, altered my reality or anything. So I'm like, what did it do? It just made you sleepy or what? It didn't do shit. It didn't do nothing. It didn't do nothing. Damn, it ain't even hitting you. That's what's weird. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think like I have a big. But you don't, you don't, you don't smoke though. I don't smoke. When you take an edible, and you don't. But they, everyone says edibles is more stronger I mean, because it like it's a body high, and, and smoking is like a mind high. It's know? like going in your body, like you 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 metabolizing it like food. I mean, it's going into you. But I would say this: every edible that I've ever tried, I I was drinking. Mm. So I don't know if that has a factor in like what I. I don't think it got a factor, but. I think like when you crossfade, it's just harder to distinguish like how you feeling. No, uh, yeah. So, so you don't know. Oh, if, if, I'm feeling this way. Is, I don't know if it's because of the alcohol or the edible. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's probably my my problem. But anyway, when was the first time you ever tried? The first time I had, I had some mushrooms. Man, this what happened to me. I got this. This what fucked me up, bro. Mm-hmm. I took some mushrooms, but I went to the to the. Uh, Rock the Bells. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Rock the yeah. Bells. Rock the Bells, right? That's back in the day. It was Wu-Tang, Snoop, Lauryn Hill, a Tribe Called Quest, right? In Oakland? Or is it? It was like Shoreline. Shoreline. Shoreline and Mountain View, right? Oh, okay. So I took these mushrooms. They didn't really start kicking in until Wu-Tang, till Wu-Tang come on. Like, mm-hmm. right, Wu-Tang come on the stage. They getting in, they getting into woo songs, and then they get into some to to where's old dirty bastard, right? So the old old ODB was alive. ODB was dead, right? This uh. would fuck me up. I'm high as fuck on mushrooms. His son come out with the Wu Tang, uh, like looking and moving just like ODB. That nigga looks exactly like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And rapping all his parts, he rapping all the all the dirty parts, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I can't comprehend it though, cause I think it's ODB, but I know he did though. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a hologram? Or like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the shrooms wasn't helping. It was just like, wow. I really thought it was ODB though. Mm-hmm. Like, just to, just the way he was moving and shit. It was like, you could tell it was like, he studied him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was the first time I had some shrooms. 
that was a good that was a good experience so did you did you continue to do shrooms because of that experience and you were like oh damn this shit is like it makes me yep it does this it does this due diligence or whatever yep. so i'm gonna keep yep. trying it yep they, i was going hard going hard and then i had a bad trip i i took i had a bad trip it was bad you had a bad trip yeah when explain us it was like along that line in that window when i was like first fucking one of them i took a lot and then i went to it was a halloween party mm. and it was like i was just too like overstimulated it was too much was, mm. i took too much and i needed to be like not around a lot of people mm. to be like overstimulated and i'm like I was in a party for like 10, 15 minutes and I couldn't. There was just too much going on. My depth <laughs> perception, like, you feel me? Like, yeah. I was on. And then I just had to leave. I'm like, we got to leave. We gotta. I felt like I, I felt like we was there for two hours. We was there for like 15 minutes. Damn. I was like ready to walk home because mm-hmm. we rode there with some other homies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> me and my girl i'm like i'll just walk back to the crib i can't be in here it's just it's too much it's overwhelming like the it was just like hella anxiety yeah like that was the one that's the one time i really was like oh like okay. i had a bad trip okay so you uh you said your girl right so you are you are not single at this moment mm-hmm do you have kids? Mm-mm. No. How long have you and your girl been together? Ten years. Ten years? Yep. Damn. And no kids? <laughs> nope. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, we got. We got to get into this. We got to get into this. Is this like your high school sweetheart or something? Nope. No. Mm-mm. All right. So you've been you've been with a chick for ten years. Um, I know. There's been all types of ups and downs. Yes? Yeah, it don't feel like it though. It just feel like it just it didn't feel like ten years. Like are are you are you guys in like an open relationship? In an open relationship? Nah. No. <laughs> Alright. Have you guys ever broken up during those ten years? So y'all been together ten years straight. It's your lying ass, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. There ain't no way. Ten years straight, never broke up. And you're not in an open relationship. I say. <laughs> I guess black, black. <laughs> Charlemagne was right, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a uh, motivation for the young it's an accomplishment, definitely for the for the for the black for the black people out there. I mean, it can be done, I guess. Yeah, of course. Okay, you can do. People do what they want to do. How come? Uh, how come you guys are not saying. married? You don't believe in marriage? Um, yeah, I believe in marriage. We'll get married eventually. She's not pressing the issue, like nigga. I've been with you for ten years. You still ain't proposing me yet. She ain't gonna be saying shit like that. Nah, no. Nah? She don't be saying like give I need a kid. She don't be saying that either. Nah. Damn. Okay. But we trying though. You got one of them girls. Okay. That's why you've been together for 10 <laughs> years. She, she don't be stressing. She don't be tripping on shit. That's good. She trip on shit. She don't trip on that shit. Okay. 
<clears throat> what does your girl do? He's a caterer. A caterer? Yeah. You want to give her a shout out? You Hills talk. Cooking. Shout out to Hills Cooking. Hills Cooking? Hills. Hills Cooking. Hill, Hill, Hillary. Hills Cooking. Uh, shout out to uh, Farm the Dog. She's doing uh, dog food now. Raw dog food. Mm-hmm. For the bougie dogs out there. Mm-hmm. For the bougie dog owners. Oh, she need to go to... Uh, she need to go to San Francisco to the to the marina. Exactly. Like pack heights. Them motherfuckers treat dogs like human beings. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um you have a chick and then so let's get back into these events that you were throwing before the COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So you had the poets the poets joint. No, I wasn't poets. It was rappers. Rappers, rappers, yeah, the, the rappers and singers. Rappers and singers. Some poets would go up and do like a spoken word. Mm-hmm. And then you had the uh, hip hop trivia, mm-hmm. but you still do that now, right? So that's still, still that's that still relevant. Yep, I do that virtually through Zoom. I did a partnership <laughs> with up with Any X Means. Shout out Mandela. Shout out Dwayne Wiggins at Mind Seed Studios. Dwayne Wiggins from Tony, Tony, Tony? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got a spot. I'm connected with him through Mandela. And then they got like a studio spot there Mm -hmm. that I just kind of like broadcast from. It's like they like what they practice at and shit. It's like like they jammed. You ever bumped into like Raphael? No. No? Mm -mm. Okay. So the, if if people want to like get into the hip hop trivia on Zoom, are you hosting this shit? Yeah, I'm the host. I've come up with all the content, facilitate it. If you follow me on IG, Black Achilles B L V C K A C H I L L E S, you can catch all the posts, the hip hop trivia posts. Yeah. Um, is it is it on certain days? It was fourth. Thursday. We didn't do it last month because oh, well, so it's once a month because of my birthday. Yeah, oh, okay. I was doing it once a month at Starline, and um, I'm gonna continue to do it and just re- reformat it in different ways. Mm. I can't let it die, man. Yeah. So where do you see or where do you want hip hop trivia to go? Like in the next five years, where do you where do you see this shit going? I see it as like a um, a YouTube channel mm-hmm. that's creating content and mm-hmm. entertaining at the same time as educating people on the culture of hip hop. Yeah, like that's why I see it in the in the virtual capacity because physically I can't even I don't know unless we're gonna do it outside somewhere, which is possible. Yeah, yeah that is possible. <clears throat> Maybe there figure out a way to do it outside. That's like where people feel safe. Is that the reason you created it to to educate uh, like the the culture vultures to our culture? Nah, I created it because I was like, you know, OG status, but still like I want to go out and have do like age appropriate stuff. I want to yeah. do something that still I'm connected to culturally, but mm. it might not be necessarily going to a bar and having a dance to hip hop music. Yeah. Or like, you know, and just to bridge that gap of like all the OGs that I know that hate on the young shit. Mm-hmm. And and all the youngsters that I know that like 
that that don't rock with the OGs because OGs don't rock with them. So I'm yeah. like, all right, how can I bridge this gap through the culture? Like to me, it's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like Kumal D is the same as is the same as insert one of these new rappers. You feel me? Like they from the same like tree of culture. Yeah, it's just a different influence on it now. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I see it as all the, all the same. I, but I see hella OGs like hating on the young boys doing that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the same shit. Have you tried to talk to any other venue or like bar? Because you know how these bar, some of these bars are open now because they have outdoor seating and shit. Have you ever tried? Have you tried, uh, or are you trying to work with another bar or venue to like do it outside in their venue? I haven't been, but I'm definitely open to it. Like I was thinking about it. I I, I saw this thing on IG. It was dope. It was a it was a comedy show mm. in New York, but just like in the park. Yeah, like on the hillside, and it was just like an outdoor like stand up, just a mic speaker. You feel me? And I'm like, damn. They just reimagine that whole comedy show mm-hmm. just from changing the location. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Do you know the owners of Mad Oak? Nah. Well, yeah. well, you know what? I do. Yep. You should talk to them. My, 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 because they got the patio. Huh? Yeah. They got the patio and then they got the upstairs. You know what I'm saying? You can do the shit upstairs while that downstairs is like regular niggas just going in for a drink and shit. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, good, that's a great idea. There's a shit that. ton of, uh, yeah, I know, I know, um, my girl used to do um, food from 389. That's the same owner, though. Mm. Oh, okay. Same people. She used to do uh, sliders and shit over there. Cause, and that's how that's where I got my idea for hip-hop trivia. Yeah. They was doing just trivia over there. And it's like, uh, it's everything. You feel me? It might be some science shit. It might be yeah. some, you know, historical figures type shit. It might mm. be pop. You know, pop culture, it might be some hip hop, might like it was like the format of it. I was like, this is dope, but if we just apply this to what we do, it it could be doper. Mm-hmm. So I saw that. I'm like, oh, I could freak this. I could just remix this shit into what I do. Okay. <clears throat> this is up. So yeah, that might be the full circle, bringing it to Matt Oak. Yeah, are you Matt Oak or who else got outside like that? Uh, Matt Oak, fucking Kingfish. You're, you you been to Kingfish before? The spot down there, the it's on Telegraph. That's the spot that moved. Yeah, like literally moved across. They picked up the building yeah. and moved it across the street into that other little spot. Yeah, yeah. but the, oh, the, the, the new spot is like the new spot the is crazy. It's bigger. It's big as fuck. Big outside area. Okay, you can't really see it from the street though. You can't see it from the street. Okay, though. yeah. It's like, an, it's like I haven't butt. been since they moved it. Yeah, Kingfish got outdoor area. Uh, fucking they got a bar. They do have a bar. They have a bar outside. That's what makes it good. Okay. Um, but Kingfish is like more college crowd, like UC Berkeley students and shit. Like once it's, full, it's nothing but white people. Once that's a it's a white bar. Once uh, see, I kind of had when I was doing it at Starline. Like at the end, I started getting that crowd where it was just like. They was it was they was coming the gentrifier crowd. Yeah, you know niggas, niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But niggas my, ain't with it. I don't need to go to hip hop trivia. My, my, my people was pulling up and like we black and brown. I mean, so I had that little segment of following that was gonna come anyway, and then the, the newcomers coming. Mm-hmm. But that was always funny to me when I would we would do certain 
like content, like yeah. the, the, seeing the shit that they react to, yeah, and the shit that it, like Mac Dre, all of that, like that's just like over their head, yeah. If they just moved to the Bay for Berkeley, oh, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> like, like you were saying, like Bay Area artists is like, it's a real niche. Like if you fuck with it, it's like a cult following, mm-hmm. damn near. Like, like people will fight you over Mac Dre. Yeah, that is true. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 they fucking worship <laughs> Mac Dre out you here. Know what I'm, saying? I'm like, like, God damn. People will fight you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was living in San Diego, I used to fucking go to Tijuana on the weekends to party and shit. This is back in the day where you can just like literally walk across the border, mm-hmm. hop in a taxi and go to the club. But we used to go to this club called Mysteries back in the day. And this club was wild as fuck. Didn't close till like eight o'clock in the morning. Bitches was walk, walking around butt-ass naked because they would be so high off, like, Molly and shit. Walking around naked, don't even realize they're naked, just walking around the club. But no one will give a fuck because everyone in there is, like, high as shit. And then fucking, that's all they would play in the in that fucking Mac bar Dre. is Bay Area music. Matt Dre, <laughs> like. The Bay Area and yeah, Tijuana. Like, like, San Diego wants to be. Bay Area is so bad. Like, if you ever go out there, and if you ever go to the bars and shit, they play Bay Area rap like it's like <laughs> like they're like like they're Oakland. Like, I'm like, geez, I hear more Bay Area rap in San Diego <laughs> than I fucking do in Oakland. San Diego, I like San Diego. Yes, I've man. never been. I've been out there a couple of times. Yeah, San Diego. It gets it gets it gets boring after a while. Really, like that California like caricature, like beach person that's a san diego person yeah i'm not yeah i'm not you know i'm, a, I'm a city boy so you, so you know i got tired of it like i couldn't do i couldn't do this after i like graduated it's I was too like, slow yeah i mean then it's everything is so man. far apart you needed a car i even know i had a car but it's not like out here where you can just you don't even need a car like right 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 bart and like uh, public transportation but out there you you, you literally need a car because there's like cities there's like so many cities within the city. Like yep. you, you can meet a bitch, and you and you like gotta LA. drive, you gotta like drive LA. 15 miles or 20 miles to go see her and shit like that. So it's like, yeah, San Diego's not for me. Niggas walking around with flip flops, <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch jeans. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Philly. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that was, was the first time you seen a nigga in flip flops, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm a, I mean, I wasn't, with, I wasn't with the shit. I mean, but there's bitches out there. That's the one thing I would say about that. The white hoes out there. If you're into white hoes, but I'm saying if you go out there, I don't discriminate. It's like a there's it's a bunch of females out there, and they're all with the shit. It's like it feels like San Diego feels like a whole city. It feels like a whole one big college campus. That's right. what San Diego feels like. The whole city feels like a college campus. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. That's the perfect definition of San Diego. One big college campus. And you know what goes on a college campus. Yep. Yeah, so a bunch of frat boys, drunk people, bars everywhere, white bitches. So, yeah, that's what San Diego feels like. But if you're not into that, that's not the place to be. That's why I left. You know what I'm saying? I'm more into culture. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I moved up to the Bay Area. Right. But uh, how long you been here though? Like, I've been here for 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 years. Like even before I moved here, I used to come back and forth during the summer. 
because my mom was out here and I my parents were divorced, so I used to come out here during the summer uh, to stay with my mom. Oakland. Yeah, every summer. And when I say Oakland, I'm talking about East Oakland. She used to live in East Oakland on 83rd in the 80s. Mm. In a in the real shit, so that's how I know. That's how I'm so known out here, even though I'm not from here. Because like, just, um, even though I was a kid, I used to come out back and forth. The whole time. Yeah, I mean, and then I was running around in the streets in East Oakland. You know I'm saying that's where I met. That's all a my, real. Um, so I know, I know, I literally it, know it, it OG should, it niggas. Should, it should be a name for that person. I mean, I can literally explain. Yeah, that, I can literally say I'm from Oakland. Like, if that I does really that, like to. like that that that's that's not. Um, it's a common experience, but with different cities. Yeah, where like people went back and forth their whole life. I spent the, you know what I'm I spent an equal amount of time. That's like, what I'm saying. You get a different you get a different Oakland, upbringing versus being in one spot. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That just broadening your broadening your perspective. And that's why people you. are like, oh, how do you, how the fuck do you know so many people in Oakland? Especially like you OGs and shit. I did my senior year in Oakland. I went to Castlemont High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was in, I graduated in 2001. But then I went to, uh, after that, I went to San Diego. And then after that, spent four years in San Diego. Or probably like, I say like, like five and a half. And then I came back to Oakland. I didn't want to go back to the East Coast. Because yeah. East Coast is crazy, murdering. I, was, I would have been trapped in that bullshit. So Philly, what part of Philly? North. Okay. So yeah, that, that's what that, that's. I've been there a couple times, but that's that's what they say is is rough. At I mean, all of all of that is rough. But once you leave, do you feel like? Do you feel of any similarities at times between the cities? Yeah, the blackness. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I felt so comfortable in Oakland back in the day, because especially East Oakland, because the blackness. Like, yeah, you know I mean, you can get you walk down the street, you in Sabrani Park, right? You can get robbed if you're not from that fucking. Oh man! If you're not from that, if you're not from that area, one you know way saying? in, one way out. Mm-hmm. You better know somebody in there. <laughs> I mean, I went there a few times because I'm saying I, I I was going to school in Castlemont, so I knew niggas from Sabrani Park oh, that I used yeah. to go there with, and then I've been good because you know what I'm saying I'm me. You know what I'm saying I used to walk around fucking high school, only nigga walking around with Tim's. I remember I walked the graduation stage with Tim's. <laughs> only nigga with Tim. I had the uh, I had the. Uh, the fucking redwood Tim's. That's like the. That's I don't know if you know about red. Redwood is like this. It's like a purplish brownish color. It's like the color of this fucking table, but a little bit reddish, a little bit more reddish. But anyway, I, I'm walking to graduation stage. I got Tim's and shit. <laughs> I'm, so yeah, high school was. But the bitches loved me because I was new and I was like a different. I like I had a different swag. You got hated on though. I yeah. didn't get hate on niggas. Niggas fucked with me. I didn't have any. I didn't have any enemies in high school. The bitches loved me. Like I was, I was that nigga because I wasn't like walking around like yo. You know what I'm saying, but I was just like a cool ass dude that motherfuckers just wanted to hang yeah, around I feel with. Like shit. you, uh, like you, hard to read. 
Oh yeah, I'm definitely hard. To you know read. what I'm saying? I feel like I'm like that too in a lot of ways, but I know I'm, ve- I'm very mellow. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're not an easily excitable person. Oh yeah, I, uh, I keep this. <laughs> I'm very monotone. I keep this fucking straight face, nigga. <laughs> That's why I feel like we kindred it. It's like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, might not know if you good or not. A lot of people say I'm an asshole, but nigga, you I'm, don't I'm, know I'm a, if we cool or not. I'm a good asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh. So this is the point of the, the the show where I want you to promote yourself. So tell the people where they can find you on Instagram if you want. Tell the people about your what you're doing now, the weed company. Promote them. Basically promote anything that you okay, want to promote. Hey, I don't want to plug you. Okay, no. yeah, so plug, right, plug. So the, the, so the weed company, the cannabis company he's talking about is Purple City Genetics. Shout out Purple City Genetics. If you need seeds, uh, if you need clones, you know where to go to. PurpleCityGenetics.com. Shout out myself. My name is Black Achilles. I'm your friendly neighborhood demigod. Um, if you want to follow me on IG, that's B-L-V-C-K-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. You know, niggas got to spell shit different. That's not B-L-A-C-K. That's B-L-V-C-K-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. Um... I'm a part of a collective. We just released an album. Uh, the collective is called Grand National. That's also spelled different. It's a uh, Grand Nation XL. So the second A in national is an X, Grand National. Uh, we just released a project called Twice on Sundays. It's a collective of a whole bunch of different type of artists, rappers, uh, producers, uh, musicians, uh, band, vocalists, um, Go check that album out twice on Sundays, Grand National. And is there anything else? Where can they find that album? Oh, you can find the album streaming streaming anywhere. We just, uh, we getting ready to put out a live version of it up. Yeah, you can find it any on any streaming services. Grand National, Grand Nation XL, Grand National. And you can find my music on any streaming services too. BLVCK, Black Achilles. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's way too much that I can repeat, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you, Black Achilles, for gracing you, gracing me with your presence and have you know what I'm saying, good conversation. Every everybody who's listening around the world, please, please. I mean, people like this shit is around the world. Niggas in London and shit are listening to this. We global, baby. But <laughs> But please, all you people who are listening, support this brother, black, black owned businessman, entrepreneur, if creative. It's global, um, international Achilles. Oh, okay, yeah. In a, okay. In a, <laughs> international Achilles. All you niggas in Dubai and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, black. <laughs> yeah, listen to his. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, download his music. Uh, support his movement. That's what everyday celebrity is about. All you artists. All you fucking creatives in the Bay Area and around the United States who, you know what I'm saying, who have something going, who want to promote shit, you know what I'm saying? You can't go on Joe Rogan. You can't go on Joe Budden podcast. You can't go on The Breakfast Club. But you have Everyday Celebrity Podcast to go on, you know what I'm saying? And we here for the people. No matter how big I get, I'm still sticking with the average Joe. That's what Everyday Celebrity Media Company is about. That's what Everyday Celebrity Podcast is about. And follow me on Everyday Celebrity Media Company, Instagram, 
personal Instagram, Jordan Owandi. Twitter, Everyday Celebrity PO. Yeah, and if you want to promote something or if you're a rising artist, holla at me. Go on everydaycelebritymedia.com and then, you know what I'm saying, shoot me a message and maybe I can interview you and enhance whatever the fuck you want to enhance. But thank you to Black Achilles. Any last words? No. All right. Man, a few words, you know what I'm saying? We We out. We out. We out here. You.